Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host Sara Davison shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guest is Ryan Drews. Now, Ryan went through a really tough breakup and found it very hard to express his emotions verbally. So he found a way of expressing it through words. And he really discovered the process of self-love and healing through that journey. So I am super excited to welcome Ryan Drews to the show. Welcome, Ryan. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me on. I'm very excited, Ryan, because I know that you've been through a very tough time, as have many of my listeners. And having you on as a male guest, I think, as well, will resonate because I know that a lot of us find it hard to express ourselves verbally, I suppose. Um, but it's especially a male trait, I think. And I don't want to generalize, but I do think a lot more of my male clients find it hard. Um, that's what I've observed in my clinic to express their emotions. And I know you've come up with a way that's helped you really release some of those negative emotions. But before we get into your story, please tell us a little bit about you. Well, I'm 41. I turned 41 in January. I've been on a sort of spiritual path um, since 2012. So it's been a really long but nine years, quick, but long nine years. Um, I sold my landscaping business last July. I really just jumped in and, and flipped my life upside down, moved into the back of my truck, built it out into a camper. And I'm sort of kind of drifting with the wind right now. I'm, I'm in Montana this summer, found some work out here. My passion is writing and photography, but creatively, uh, it's tough getting that off the ground and, and making money off of it. So I'm a big believer and you, you need to do what you need to do sometimes. So I'm, I'm back into landscaping, which I said I would never do again. It's it's what I know and it comes easy to me. So yeah, I'm out here just enjoying, enjoying life, continuing to write and do photography. Although I'm in a little bit of a dry spell right now, but I've also come to learn that those dry spells can quickly become free flowing very quickly. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Please share with us a little bit about your story, because I know that you were heartbroken, which is really what set you off on this journey. Yeah, so I've, I was a late bloomer when it came to the dating game. Um, I didn't have my first real relationship till I was 23. Remind me, like my, it's been so long now, so the years, everything just blurs. So 22, 23, I lost my virginity when I was 21. Not proud of the way I did, but I did nonetheless. So my first relationship, lasted about a year and a half, two years. It ended. I went, I found out she was cheating on me. She was doing drugs behind my back. I had a broken ankle at the time. Uh, it was a very, very dark time for me, but, but I didn't really have the tools to navigate that. So about a year after that happened, year and a half, I wound up meeting my second partner and we wound up just taking. And before you knew it, it was 10 years later. <laughs> so a 10 year relationship, we weren't married, weren't engaged. This is one of those things that, that just kind of happened and took. Eventually that came to an end too. She left me, although looking back, it was mutual. It was more of me just and my hiccups hanging on to relationships for too long. So that ended about a month or two after that relationship ended. 
I was kind of spiraling down a little bit. You know, someone had mentioned about going to therapy. I'm like, I don't need therapy. I don't need people telling me like what to do, you know, how to act, blah, blah, blah. Finally, I just sucked it up. And I was lucky enough, my second therapist that I talked to was a recommendation. And that therapy session just like opened up my entire world into self-acquisition, self-healing, brought me back to my first relationship. It, It really opened up how traumatized I was from that. So my parents got divorced in the late 80s. I think I was somewhere eight to 10 years old. Don't have many memories of my childhood. Nothing bad happened in my childhood. It's just, I think that divorce, me being sort of in, now that I realize I'm a sensitive guy. So back then, obviously those things really affected me in a way. So really kind of, I tied the divorce. I tied growing up. I tied my first relationship, my second relationship. I kind of just tied it all together. And uh, things started to really make sense. The writing, I, I could always write better than I could verbally speak. This was even before my relationship. So I kind of had like a hint that I could write, but it wasn't until after my second breakup, which was the 10 year relationship. This happened in 2016, I think. So it's been a while. It's been, you know, almost five years now, but anyway, you know, I just started writing. I I took a small intimate writing workshop, someone that I had found on Instagram and it was like probably an hour, two hours long. And from there, everything just, it broke open for me. And, you know, I just started writing from there, writing about the second relationship, writing about the first relationship. Yeah, just kind of took off from there. So when you say you spiraled, well, how were you feeling then before you took up the writing? Uh, I was just reverting. Like I said, in 2012, I had sort of like a spiritual awakening. I was traveling through the Caribbean and something hit me that there was just more to life than this sort of timeline of, you know, get married, have kids, retire, like that timeline that everyone seems to go through. So between 2012 and 2016, I was beginning to change, but my partner at the time wasn't. But again, I didn't have the tools to really navigate, you know, that, that changing. So eventually, like I said, we broke up, she walked away. So when this breakup happened, I just started reverting back to like a younger version of me, just drinking more, hanging around just people I shouldn't have been hanging around. I was going, reverting back to things I was comfortable in because I was beginning to grow out of drinking and I wanted to give drinking up. I was beginning to do more stuff, sort of nature, hiking, traveling, doing stuff that I wasn't doing before, if that makes sense. And I was reverting back to these bad habits, but I was comfortable in doing them. It was almost like I wasn't being accepted for this new version of me. So might as well just go back to the old version because that's where people, people like me. Wow. That must have been really tough. So you were surrounding yourself with the wrong kind of people and your life wasn't going well at that point. So how on earth did you cope in those days? I just the writing, the writing really kept me grounded and going through therapy. Um, I wound up getting into sort of spiritual practices, yoga, started doing Reiki sessions, um, sound healing sessions. And a lot of that stuff, I was sort of not against, but I'm like, this stuff is just weird. <laughs> so uh, eventually, the more I did it, the more I began to feel the benefits of it. So like I said, it was a long process. I mean, that breakup again happened in 2016. And it really wasn't probably till about a year and a half ago, I found myself in a third relationship. And that relationship actually showed me how much I had kind of grown over the years since 2016. A lot of the work I'd been doing therapy and yoga and all that stuff. I wound up walking away from it. It wound up being um, on the verge of a a verbally abusive relationship. Um, Had I not done a lot of the internal work, 
probably more, more than likely would have still been in it just thinking like, well, this is love. This is how relationships are, you know, this, this and that. And, and, uh, a lot of the work I'd done built a lot of inner strength to be able to walk away from that. So that was the first time I was able to look back and say, wow, the stuff I had been doing was actually working because <laughs> you don't see it in the moment. You're like, is this stuff actually working? Yeah, I think it's a lot to do with building boundaries and your personal boundaries about what is acceptable in a relationship. And then also the the work that you were doing with the sound healing and the yoga and the meditation because a lot of the trauma from relationships and the past we store in our bodies. So doing those physical healing therapies, really, they really mm-hmm. do make a massive difference to your internal strength. And if you've got a strong body, you've got a stronger mind. So strong I do mind, think. Yeah. And did that help you then to move away from that group of people you were hanging around with and the drinking? How did that help? It did. It allowed me to move away, but then it also sort of, it isolates you, you know, you, you start to leave. And I was never a big, I didn't have a lot of friends. I kind of kept my, my network of friends very small. I'm more of a one-on-one person. I'm an introvert. So I'm not the type of person to go out and be like, oh, awesome party. I mean, I still keep contact with a few of them, but there's some of them, you know, I, I just, you start losing friends and not so much that it gets lonely, but you're by yourself and you realize eventually that does start to make room for new people. And I do see new people kind of drop in here and there. I'm still sort of searching for that tribe in a way of people. They like come in here and there, but I also find myself where I'm at in life being 41. I've definitely have not followed that timeline. So I'm meeting people that are either in their like early twenties or they're like in their eighties (laughs) because I don't have, I don't have kids. I, I don't have the whole timeline thing where, where pe- most people in their forties are already kind of settled with their lives, you know, and I'm not saying I'm not unsettled. I've definitely, I've found my path here, but it's not your typical, typical life. No. And how do you cope with that then not meeting people of the same age or do you feel lonely at times? That's a great question. A lot of people ask me that. Do I feel lonely at times? Sure. I'm human, you know, but I also realize like when I'm out in nature and I'm out and nature really connects me and grounds me. You realize that you're just really part of this whole network, this whole system, you know, everyone's connected in some sort of way. I I really believe that again. Yeah. I feel lonely at times. and I'm not afraid to admit that, but also I'm not going to sacrifice myself at this point in my life just to be around people, just to have people around that are, that are fake, if that makes sense. So like, if I backtrack a second to that, that last relationship I had, I could have settled for that. I could have been like, Oh, I don't want to be alone. I just want to be with someone. And I know, no judgment, no shame on people, but I know there's a lot of people out there doing that. But I'm like, I'd rather be by myself doing my thing, being creative, traveling, than, than being miserable in this relationship just to have someone by my side. Mm, I think that's really, that's a really profound learning, actually, because like you said, there are so many people in relationships because they're scared of being alone. But the irony is, and I, I don't know if you found this, but sometimes in those toxic relationships, you can feel more alone than ever because mm, you expect mm-hmm. your partner to be there for you and have your back. And when they don't, it can be very isolating and, and very lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I definitely felt like that at times in my marriage. And coming out of that and, and actually, as you said, connecting with nature, I think that's a very powerful experience. And again, I do think it's not talked about enough. I think just being out in beautiful places and obviously you're, we're talking to you in your camper van now 
um, you know, being able just to move whenever you want, go somewhere beautiful and open the window or the door and look out on a beautiful scenery, as I'm sure you've got where you are right now mm -hmm. in Montana. You know, just that, those views. I mean, I think that makes a massive difference. And it's one of the things I often say on my podcast, go for a walk, go to out and be near, be in nature and near the water, especially I find that very calming and look up. A lot of people are looking at their feet as they're trundling along day to day, <laughs> rushing from one place to another. I'm like, look up, you know, look up at the sky, look up at the top of the trees and, you know, whatever's around you, because it really does shift your mood. It's, it's small things sometimes that make a, yep. a big difference. Have you found that? Yeah, it's, there's something very primitive about being out in nature that, that I think as a society that, that we've lost. And I'm not saying it's for everyone, but I would recommend just try it. Just go out there without your devices, without someone and try it. And if you don't like it and you're like, wow, this is too scary, then you know what? At least you did it. I agree. You know, my son is 12 and I'm a single parent with my little boy and his dream holiday for this summer vacation, because we can't travel anywhere because of COVID. Mm. Uh, he wants me to hire a motorhome, so like a camper van and off we go and just go to lakes and woods and forests and just hang out, you know, and I'm super yeah, excited. Super cool. because, yeah, I think so. And kids seem to have this, you know, wow, this is going to be so much fun. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but I have to admit, <laughs> I do <laughs> like some comfort. So I'm a bit like, okay, but we have done it before and I loved it. So I am looking forward to it because the, the, you just feel so incredibly free and liberated and yep. A real calming energy to being out in nature. Yep, for sure. So yes, I don't think I could live like you in a camper van, but I'm definitely going <laughs> to give it a go because I do appreciate how it could just top up your energy levels and give you a bit of balance without the phones and everything else that goes on in everyday life. Yeah, balance, absolutely. yeah. You hit you hit big on balance. I'm big on balance. Can I rough it for a while? Sure, I can rough it for a while, but also I need those modern amenities. So I kind of toe the line of both. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a nice way to be. Okay, so you've written a book. So tell us all about your book. It's called Heartbreak to Heart Awake, which I love. Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as The Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control, and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life, and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one -one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. Tell us all about your book. It's called Heartbreak to Heart Awake, which I love. Yes, this book has been uh, many years in the making, a lot of procrastination involved. <laughs> it's something that I've wanted to do for some time. And it really wasn't until I hopped in the back of my truck in September when, when I left New Jersey, my hometown, I was up in Vermont. 
And I was just back here in my truck and something just said now or never. I already had the pieces written from just going through, you know, my second breakup. I had pieces written from my first breakup and I just wanted to put together sort of this self-help book. So the book has, you know, my poetry pieces in it. It has some thoughtful words in it, sort of um, it's got word prompts in it and it has blank pages in it. So my, my hope is that, you know, when I was going through these breakups, I, I needed people to turn to. And I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram. <laughs> Instagram is a very great place, but it is also a very toxic place. But at the time, I was latching on to people's words on Instagram. I was able to find people. So I'm hoping with this book, now that my words can give back to people who are going through heartbreak and heartache. So it's, it's a self-help book. Like I said, you read through my poetry, you read through some of my thoughts and then there's word prompts and then there's blank pages for the people to fill in and kind of go through their own emotions. Let's look at it as a healthier way than, and again, no shame, no judgment. I've been there, but instead of turning to drinking, turning the drugs, turning to just randomly going out and sleeping with someone, you know, I, I I've done all of it. And me personally, it's made me feel worse. So I said, well, there's gotta be a better option. And, you know, is it going to work? Is the book going to work for everyone? Probably not but I can only put out what worked for me in, in hopes that it'll help others. Oh, that's amazing. Before we hear some of your poetry in the book, which I'm really excited to, to share with the listeners, do you think that men deal with things differently to women? Because in my clinic, I definitely see that, you know, I mean, not everyone is different, right? So everyone deals with things differently. So it is generalizing. But I do find that most of my male clients, I am the only person they've spoken to about their breakup and divorce in the in the detail and the emotions and really mm -hmm. being free to express how they feel. You know, they may have discussed it over a pint in the pub or playing golf or something, but they haven't, you know, let go of any emotions or really confronted it with even some of their best friends. Do you find that? Do you find that that is something that, that happens with men? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, where do I go with this? Um, I think as a generalization, just from what I observed, I had a very loving household. Even again, my, my parents divorced, you know, my dad was awesome. My, you know, my mom was awesome. Um, I think as a generalization of looking around, I think men are told to, and I was never told these things, but I, I think men are just told to kind of suck it up, stop it down, move on, you know, get over it, you know, sleep with someone else. And as for me, you know, when I was going through stuff, even me, you know, I found it harder I would talk to my guy friends, but I, I found it easier just to talk to girls. You can even look at females, like females go through breakups. They usually have a huge network of their girlfriends to, to be around. You know, a guy goes through a breakup, you know, they don't have a lot of places to turn to. They don't have that network. They do have the friends, but they don't have like five guy friends are going to want to sit around watching movies and, and, and eating popcorn or whatever. You know what I mean? The guys are going to want to go out and drink or, or, or do whatever. And, uh, I find it not helpful to do it that way. So, you know, again, the book, you can, people can call me what they want. You know, people want to call me, you know, a pussy or, or, or whatever they want to call me. That's fine. Cause I know internally, like I'm a very strong person. I've been through a lot and I know people have been through even more than me. That's not to take away anything that people have gone through. My heart goes out to people that have been, you know, in abusive relationships and stuff like that. But yeah, back to your point. Sorry, sorry, I was kind of going off the rail. Um, I do think it's difficult for men to speak up about these things because I think it's just conditioned. It's conditioned. And even me, you know, I had trouble, you know, speaking up. You know, I would have in the past been like, oh, to break up, whatever, I'm fine. Just move on. <laughs> yeah, maybe 
I mean, even though your parents were, you know, great with you and, and talked about emotions, it is a society thing, I think. And there, yeah. there is still that stigma to being emotional. I think it is shifting. And, and you know, often, I mean, over here in the UK, you know, mental health awareness for men is really being championed by some celebrities. Obviously, Harry and uh, Will, you know, the princes have, have done a lot to shine a light on it. Uh, which I really think does make a difference. If you see people doing it, then it becomes easier to do it yourself. But it is still a bit of a challenge. But then there are many women that find it hard as well and don't want to dump on people and, and maybe mm-hmm. don't have a network of friends to talk to and maybe are feeling isolated. So I think your book is going to help lots of people, you know, not just men, but women as well. So please, yeah, can you share some of the poetry with us? Yes, because the book is broken down in the sections. So what I'll do is I'll share sort of like one section of it. So it has the poetry piece. Then it has sort of these random thoughts that kind of relate to the poetry piece. All right. So I know how it feels to be splayed out on the floor, crying and screaming. I don't want this anymore. This anxiety squeezes me tightly, a noose tied around my chest. Heart fluttering, mind racing. Why do I fear so much when I fear so little? What do you want from me? What are you teaching me? I'm willing to listen. Just give me a sign. Um, Not entirely a writing prompt, but a moving prompt as well. A moving out of emotions. Tears contain remnants of our past. And the more we hold on to them, the more they begin to weigh us down. Set aside some time in your day just to cry. Put on a sad song, soak in a hot shower, or just lay splayed out on the floor. Allow everything that needs to come up and out to just flow over. Take as much time as you need. Afterwards, sit with yourself for a few minutes and feel the heaviness begin to lift. Write about this experience. What came up for you? How did you feel afterwards? Did your tears hold any of the answers that you've been seeking? And then there's probably three or four pages, blank pages after that for the reader to just kind of dive in and and write, you know, whatever came up. Wow, that's powerful. I mean, a lot of people spend a lot of time, I imagine men as well, like trying not to cry because they don't want to let the emotions out or maybe, you know, they feel that they shouldn't and they should just suck it up. But actually... You know, I talk about that as I call it stuffing, stuffing your emotions down. And then you distract, as you said before, with the drinking, the partying, the sex. Maybe it's working too hard or exercising too much. You know, it could be yeah, positive, more positive. But, you know, I think there's lots of ways of not confronting things. And actually, that's a very powerful exercise just to allow your body to do what it needs to do, which is let go of some of that negativity and express those negative emotions but then, you know, be able to, to notice how that release makes you feel afterwards, I think, is learning the lessons and banking it rather than letting it get out of control. It's about, wow, I, I do feel different. I do feel lighter. Um, how did you feel after you had cried and let those emotions out? Oh, man, I, <laughs> I remember the second breakup. I'm going, so when I went through my first breakup, this was... 2003 years 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 ago i didn't really like i said i didn't have the tools to process any of it so a lot of it got stuffed down the second breakup which was the 10-year relationship happened man i remember it happened in like february of let's say 16 but i remember that spring like maybe may there were three or four days in a row i just couldn't stop like it was just like 
nonstop. And I was like, I just let it go. I was just like, just do what you need to do, you know? And then even after this third breakup happened, um, I remember I had gone on a weekend trip to Chicago with my brother and father and I had a tough time out there. And it just kind of, I was around them. I was on a family. We do this like annual baseball trip and I held a lot of it back. They knew I was going through stuff, but I held a lot of it back. But anyway, I, I remember getting back from Chicago and I left my dad's house and I went to this park and I just remember just bawling my eyes out for like a couple hours just from holding all of it in from the, for the weekend. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think tears are definitely like I wrote and you would agree. They're just, they're stored emotions. They're just like, it's like stored water. So it's just kind of weighing you down. So you don't have to, you know, if you're a guy out there listening, like just cry, you don't have to cry in public, go privately, you know, sit in a room somewhere and just, do it or sit in a shower like i've done it in the shower where you just the, the tears sort of mix in with the water so there, there's just there's nothing wrong with it we're, we're all humans and unfortunately again you know we've been conditioned to to kind of live these these certain ways and it's unfortunate but you know it's on us to learn ways to cope you know better yeah i totally agree it's powerful i love your poetry i really do and thank you thank for you. sharing that because i think a lot of my listeners will be thinking gosh you know it's a great way to express how you feel I mean one of my previous guests she draws and she was in a toxic relationship and some of the artwork that she's done is very very powerful like your words that really evoke an emotion and if you have been through that yourself like as you wrote splayed on the floor you know I can remember the time so that was me and I think mm-hmm. you know just being able to express that and finding a way that it flows for you so for Priya she, it was artwork and for you it's poetry and and helping others with that I think it's so so powerful and if people can find that that way for them whether it is you know poetry as well or it could be anything I guess couldn't it but just finding a way to express it to let those emotions out is, is really powerful so can you tell us a little bit about how writing has helped you now and and changed how you are and where you are right now in your life well the writing it really started with photography i i picked up a photography as a hobby uh probably around 2011 and then the second breakup happened and i and i started writing and then between writing about through my breakups poetry i write about relationships that haven't happened yet so that makes sense so like i'll write love letters to people that i don't know so, and then again, the photography and writing, eventually I was starting to write pieces to my photos. And if you go on my Instagram, you can really scroll through and see sort of my creative process. So I started putting the photography and the writing together on Instagram, along with sort of random poetry pieces. So I kind of have two things going on. I'm trying to combine in, in, into one now, which I'm still trying to make a little bit of sense of, but the writing, uh, again, it's been real healing. And it was interesting because when I first started sharing my pieces, you know, a lot of people were worried about, they, they would read these pieces and there were some dark pieces not looking back on it, but never to a point where I felt suicidal or, or felt like I, I wanted to kind of rid myself of, of this place. Sir, there were, there were hard times. I remember being in the shower once with the shower water coming down. And I was saying like, please just make this like hurt and feelings go away. Like, I just don't want to feel this shit anymore. So that was a transition, you know, people, again, they were worried and I had some people reach out to me, which which was awesome, but I had to remind them like, nothing is wrong. Like, this is just me releasing stuff. Like, just hang in there with me. (laughs) Like, there's an end game to all this. Like, just be there, just 
from a distance, watch what's going on. And I, I promise you, everything's going to be all right. And even if it wasn't, I'm the type of person where I would reach out like, Hey, shit's like really bad for me right now, which has never been, but I would be that person that would, that would reach out. Mm, that's great. So tell us where can people find out more about you, Ryan? What, what is your Instagram handle? So people go and check out your photos and your writing. Yeah. My Instagram is ryan.j.drews. And that's really my main hub. Like I said, I have a love hate relationship with Instagram good things about it, toxic things about it, but that's really my main hub. So if you go there, you can click on my profile. There's a link in there. And then that will take you to my book. It'll take you to my website. It'll take you to another podcast I did a couple of years ago. So it's got everything, everything in there. Brilliant. Well, thank you ever so much for sharing your story with us. I know that it will have resonated for many, many people listening. And I hope they go and get your book, Heartbreak to Heart Awake. Can they get that on Amazon? Right now, I only have it selling through, I, I bought a few copies, so I'm going to have some physical copies on me. I'm, I'm only selling it through the place that created it because if I went through Amazon and stuff, it would have like doubled the price of the book. So okay, it's so a whole other story. People, where can people get a copy of that? Again, you can go to my Instagram and there's a link. The link is in my Instagram profile. Okay, brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us today. I've just got Thanks. one question for you. And yeah. that's a question that I ask all my guests. Um, my podcast is called Heartbreak to Happiness because I think it's really important to understand what happiness is for you so that you can recognize it along the way as you're going through the, the journey of healing as well. So what is happiness for you, Ryan? <laughs> happiness for me, that's an interesting question. I think just being out what I'm doing now, the freedom of I've come a long way. Like you just, you have to be comfortable with yourself. You have to be comfortable kind of doing your own thing. And happiness to me is kind of being away from the madness of the world and being out here in nature and really connecting to sort of our ancestral primitive ways. Um, again, I'm not that I'm like this rough, rough and tough guy out in the woods, like living off of fire and, and whatever. <laughs> but I, I think happiness is, is just living day to day, drifting with the wind and not going against like, like letting stuff happen to you, just let it happen to you and deal with it instead of fighting it and being like, Oh my God, why is this happening? Like, instead of saying, why is this happening to me? Ask, why is this happening for me? So Oh, I love that. Why is this happening for me? I'm a me. big believer that everything happens for a reason and serves mm -hmm. a purpose. And you may not be able to see it at that time, but mm -hmm. looking back, it can be very, very clear that that was meant to happen and good stuff can come. So thank you, Ryan. You've been an amazing guest. And thank you. I know that many of my listeners would have enjoyed it. Thank you ever so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me on. It was, uh, it was great to do this. And I just want to get the word out, especially as a male, like it's cool, man. Like men, you want to cry, like go for it. Like heartbreaks suck. They hurt, but it's just a part of life. Um, it is. It is. Thank you, Ryan. You've been thank a you. Thank That's you. it for today's episode. Be sure to head on over to ryan.j.drews. That's D-R-E-W-E-S on Instagram to find Ryan and his book Heartbreak to Heart Awake and his poetry and amazing photography. I look forward to you joining me on our next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. 
Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com, where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness. Happiness.